Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I have a treat for you. I have a special guest, um, Dr. Dana Gibbs, and she is going to be giving us some really good information. She does a lot on thyroid disorders, um, but we're actually going to be talking about menopause today. So before we get right into it, I'm going to start with introductions, and then we're just going to get right in. So... For those that don't know me, my name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine, and I also provide aesthetic services to my patients and clients. And with both modalities, my goal is to help my patients not only feeling good, but looking good. So I'm actually going to turn it over to Dr. Gibbs. Oh, and I see her cat there. She's clawing me. I had to pick her up. <laughs> She's like, Mom, I want them to see me too. Yeah. So, but yes, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll get started. All right. Well, I'm Dr. Dana Gibbs and thank you so much for having me today. This is great. Um, I am a board-certified otolaryngologist. I know that's weird for somebody who does hormone management, but um, I recently retired from my ENT practice and transitioned over to um, something that's been a love and an avocation for more than 10 years, which is helping people get their hormones balanced right. Um, Just because it seems like there's uh, so many people who... Um, have been told everything's fine, you don't need to do anything, and they feel bad, and they want to feel better, and so uh, that's where I come in. Yay, so definitely well needed. So we're going to be talking about menopause, so I'm going to get right to it. So what is menopause from your perspective, Dr. Gibbs? All right, so the technical definition of menopause is basically the day 12 months after your last menstrual period ends. So, um, so that's what menopause technically is, but, you know, people think of menopause as this cliff where you go along and everything's fine and then boom, you're in menopause, but that's not really the case because the time around menopause before menopause and after menopause, um, last for years and years. I mean, people start to have a decline in their function of their ovaries probably 10 years before they actually hit that day of menopause. Um, and then the symptoms of menopause, um, you know, after the day of menopause can go on once again for years and years and really are actually lifelong. And so, um, you know, there's there's a lot of misconception about what menopause is and when menopause is, but basically it's the result of declining reproductive function in women. 
So then the next question um, would be um, what causes it? Because we get that a lot from um, patients. And so from your perspective, what would you say causes menopause? So um, humans are kind of unique in that uh, human females use up our supply of eggs um, over a period of time. And when you get to the end of that supply of eggs, your ovaries stop making the sex hormones, the hormones that allow you to potentially support a pregnancy. Um, the problem with that is, you know, and some people are like, yay, I don't have my period anymore. But the problem with that is those hormones have a lot to do with our overall health. Um, the withdrawal of those hormones as it happens um, leaves women at a lot more risk for um, bone loss and dementia and heart disease, among other things, all aside from the symptoms that you get as those hormones decline, which are, you know, I mean, the, 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 the primary one that people think of is hot flashes and night sweats. Um, but there's so much more. There's memory problems. There's depression. I mean, 50% increase in depression in people in the 10 years leading up to menopause in women. Um, uh, memory problems. Um, you know, the bone loss actually starts long before you hit that menopause day. Um, so, so there's just so much more to it. Absolutely. And a, another big one that I get to is um, vaginal dryness from patients. Oh, gosh, yes. I, for, I should have mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big one. So so that is perfect because my next question was going to be symptoms. So you, you kind of already took care of that, which is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, for those out there, it's basically your, um, for, for those going through menopause or curious about it, it's when your ovaries basically shut down and the estrogen level drops and your symptoms are associated with, you know, all the things that your estrogen takes care of. Um, and so, you know, like I said, with the vaginal dryness, that's a big one. So as far yeah. as diagnosis, from your perspective, how do we diagnose it? Okay. So this is, um, a, a kind of a newer, um, concept. Uh, but if you're curious about whether you're getting close to menopause, say you've been a little more depressed or you had something that might have been a hot flash and you're not sure, you can go to your doctor and have them check something called FSH or follicle stimulating hormone because this hormone um, is something that comes from your brain and it tells your ovaries, do the cycle, do the cycle, do the cycle. And um, if you check on day five of your menstrual cycle, so five days after you start your period, mm -hmm. um, you can check that FSH. And if it's low, if it's like two or two and a half, then you're not in menopause. But it tends to go higher and higher over time the closer you get to menopause. And when it, get up, it gets up to about 20, boom, you're there. Um, and it's like, because your brain is still telling your ovaries, Hey, do something, do something, do something. But once there's no eggs left, there's nothing, uh, there's no, um, the parts of your ovaries that make the hormones have kind of disappeared. And so 
that stimulus gets higher and higher and higher, but nothing <laughs> happens anymore. Um, so that FSH is, is a really um, easy thing that you can have checked. And then, of course, um, you also um, might want to check estradiol, which is kind of the number one um, hormone that people think of as disappearing during menopause. Um, and you do want to check if you're still having periods, it's, it's good to check it on day five, but then also again on about day 20. And you're looking at the cycle because your hormones cycle up and down and up and down during your menstrual cycle. And so if you accidentally check them on the wrong day, you can get the wrong impression about where you're at. That is very true. So for me, I get a lot of people that come in asking and inquiring. So a lot of the times, you know, just like you alluded at the beginning, if they've had that 12, 12 months of not seeing their period. And so for me, I'm like, well, you've kind of hit it. Um, mm -hmm. But to definitively diagnose it is everything yeah. um, Dr. Gibbs just said. So yes. And then, so for treatment for menopause, from your perspective, if mm -hmm. there are some patients on my, um, that I see that, you know, they're able to tolerate the symptoms, but if, if they were wanting treatment or inquiring from your perspective, what would you um, tell them? Oh boy. So, so this is, um, sort of new and, and pretty controversial because I really feel like every woman ought to be paying attention and getting treatment for menopause, you know, because not every woman loses all of her estrogen. Um, so if you have um, a certain amount of body fat, you may continue to make estrogen um, far into the postmenopausal period, but that is not the case for most people. Um, and so I don't recommend actually that people wait until they're in menopause or after menopause to start the treatment. I really I really encourage people when you start noticing those symptoms, um, those hot flash or flashes or that, you know, I just don't feel as mentally sharp as I used to um, come and get checked and you can start on hormones before you hit menopause. And that's actually what I encourage people to do because once you've been without a period for 12 months with, means you've been potentially without estrogen for a whole 12 months. Some of the damage that's done, like to your brain in particular, is already done. And, you know, the sooner you get on it, um, the better off you are as far as that goes. Gotcha. Um, so, the other thing, oh, just, just something else that I ought to mention, mm -hmm. is that there seems to be a cutoff. So if you come in and you had a hysterectomy six or seven years ago, or even 10 years ago, you should have been on hormones from the minute you had your hysterectomy. Mm. Um, and so it, once you hit menopause, you really kind of have about a 10 year period when it's going to really be beneficial to go ahead and start. Right. Um, and beyond that 10 years, the incidence of um, negative effects associated with starting hormones starts to rise a little bit. And by the time you hit 20 years after menopause, they're starting to say that the risks of starting the hormones actually outweighs the benefit at that point. Um, 
so so yeah so i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you <laughs> oh no you're fine i was actually i didn't let you finish so i appreciate it so guys um those are definitely the tips on this i'm actually going to switch gears and ask some questions um about you dr gibbs okay. so for all the doctors that come on, I always ask, why do you do what you do? So I'm going to pose the same question to you. Why do you do what oh my you goodness. do? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> wow. So there's there's a lot of personal story in there. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was a young woman, even as early as my teen years, I was always tired and I was always just thinking, oh, wow. I'm just lazy. Why do I need more sleep than everybody else? Why am I always cold? All these things. Um, so I was one of the people who had thyroid problems that were missed mm. by the current techniques that were used back then and, and somewhat still are to diagnose thyroid problems. And so, you know, 20 years after I first started having those symptoms, I was, you know, I was in my 30s. Um, when I finally found out, and this was after I was in residency, after I had, you know, become an attending, started a private practice, um, that I found out, wow, I have thyroid disease and none of my doctors found it. None of my doctors treated it. And so I got interested in it, of course. And the more I found out, the more interested I became and the more interest, more of it, I recognized in my ENT patients because they would come in, they're sick all the time, they're tired all the time. I look at them, they're, they've lost all the hair right here on the top of their head. So you can see the dome of their scalp. And, and I just started asking people, here, do you have these symptoms? Hey, let's try, let's try thyroid hormones. Let's see what happens. And a lot of them would get well, like their sinus symptoms would go away. To the point where it's like, you know, I had I had one lady, this was funny. Um, she came in, she had terrible sinuses. We did the CT, we, we were going to set her up for surgery. But I kind of, as an aside, said, hey, let's try check, you know, treating your thyroid. And six months later, she's back. And I'm like, when are we going to schedule your sinus surgery? And she's like, oh, I don't need that anymore. I just want more of those thyroid hormones. <laughs> and I was like, boom. You know, eyes opened. Um, I was just blown away by that. But anyway, um, so my personal journey to find out more about thyroid and, and, you know, ENT doctors treat thyroid in a way, mostly because um, people need them removed sometimes. Um, and so I had just a subset of my patients that would come in and I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't think you need surgery, but let's do this and this. Um and then the farther I got into it and the more closer I personally got to menopause, the more I got interested in all the other hormones because it really doesn't feel like you can separate it out. Really, because when you change what thyroid hormone you're taking, it changes your menopausal hormone, your, your estrogen. If you add estrogen, then it changes how much thyroid hormone you need, blah, blah, blah. So you can't just pick one hormone in isolation and treat that. You have to treat them all. And um, when I finally retired from doing ENT, then I was able to come and do that and say, okay, yes, now I treat menopause. Now I treat 
thyroid, I treat adrenal problems, I treat men's health, I treat uh, people who have lots of stress or insulin resistance and all the things. And that I'm just super interested in it. That's awesome. And it's you're right with the hormones, they're all interconnected. So you're you're absolutely correct. So the other flip side with the, the other question I always um, I ask is, with all the experience you've had all the life you've lived so far, if you got a chance to meet your 20 year old self, what would you say to them? What would you advise them? Oh, boy, um, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would buy them a plane ticket to see a certain doctor who is my mentor. His name is Dr. Alan McDaniel. I would, I would buy her a plane ticket to see him. And, you know, because when I was 20, I was in med school. I was, you know, going into the, um, the health clinic at the med school and saying, I feel this, I feel that they handed me an antidepressant. when what I needed was thyroid and nobody figured it out. And so I could completely change the course of my life if I knew then what I know now. That's big. That's really big. So thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Gibbs. This was amazing. So for anybody out there that is curious and wants to look you up, um, contact you, how can you do that? Sure. So uh, the best way to find me is on my website, which is www.danagibbsmd.com. And on there, you can sign up for my mailing list um, and get uh, get notified every time I put out a blog post or a live video, which I actually do those every week um, about various hormone topics. So um, that's probably the best place to find me. Awesome. So this is really good. On the flip side, guys, if you're looking for a quality um, family medicine physician, look us up at Apple Valley uh, Family Medicine. We're accepting new patients. Our website is www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. And um, you can also call us at 304-350-1087. Dr. Gibbs, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Uday. And um, I hope we get to talk again soon. We definitely will. So you guys have a great week. Bye. 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 Take care. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget you're worth it and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week and have a great rest of your week.